If your child watches a TV show with characters who speak in a different accent, let's say a British accent, will they start speaking that way too? Many parents say they've seen it happen. Today, we're getting to the bottom of this phenomenon. Welcome to episode three. This is In Plain Language, presented by Multi the Blue Tiger Dual Language Children's Books. I'm Kelsey, your host, and I'm truly so excited that you're here. This podcast will bring you game-changing information on language, speech, and how we can help kids celebrate their one-of-a-kind voices in simple, easy-to-digest ways. In other words, you won't have to Google this stuff after dinner tonight, because we know you don't have time for that. Be sure to pick up your copy of Multi Blue Tiger on Amazon today to help your kids learn new languages and embrace their unique voice. And stay tuned for genius tips from today's experts. TV shows can expose kids to a wide range of accents and dialects, which is incredible. This helps children understand that everyone has their own way of speaking. However, some parents have gone to Twitter and other social media networks to express surprise, delight, or confusion when their kids start speaking like the characters they see on TV shows. One popular TV show in particular, which showcases cartoon characters who speak in a British accent, has left many parents discussing whether or not their child is developing an accent of their own from watching the show. If you explore this topic on Twitter, you'll see parents who say their child is speaking with a British accent despite being born and raised in Louisiana, or that their three-year-old is using words like holiday instead of vacation. Alicia Whitley, a teacher and mom based in Durham, North Carolina, says that her now three-year-old daughter started speaking in a British accent after watching a television show with British characters when she was just two and a half years old. She asked us if she could go play in the garden. And so, of course, as you know, accents aren't necessarily about just the way that words are pronounced, but also about the words that we use, right? So she kept asking if she could go play in the garden. We don't have a garden. (laughs) So we were like, "Um, no, we don't have a garden. I don't know what you're talking about. And eventually we realized that she had been watching this television show where the kids say, can I play in the garden? And they mean, can I go outside? And that's what she was trying to ask us. Um, So that was the first little inkling or little bit that we got. And then um, my other daughter is chiming in now. So um, she's saying um, we had a salad and she said she wanted tomatoes. And I said, you mean tomatoes? She said, no, I want tomatoes. And I said, would you also like potatoes? And she said, that's silly, mommy. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the silly one here. Um, so there are all these little like words and phrases and odd pronunciations um, started slipping in kind of to her vocabulary. Um, for example, if she gets a cut, she wants a plaster, not a Band-Aid <laughs> or a plaster, but she wants a plaster. She had to have her arm wrapped up, um, and she kept telling people about her plaster cost. And people were like, you're what? And I was like, she's saying plaster cast. You know, I had read articles about this happening. I'd heard about this happening, but um, with my other daughter, she was really a fan of um, dual language Spanish-English programs. So she would just start slipping Spanish into things. Never, you know, I didn't notice an accent change because... She was just 
saying Spanish. Understandably, it can be surprising to hear a child speak in a different accent seemingly overnight. But for Whitley, this is just a phase, and she doesn't believe that it'll actually last for her daughter. However, she does say she was a little surprised by her own reaction to her daughter's new use and pronunciation of words. It's a really odd reaction that I had that I didn't expect to have. Um, For the most part, they're malapropisms. We usually adopt until they get old enough to forget why we're saying the weird things that we're saying, right? Um, But for some reason, at first, these really, like, bothered me. I usually don't correct their language directly. Um, If they say something that is incorrect or they pronounce something oddly, I might repeat it. Um, I might say it in a different way or rephrase it to them, but I usually don't correct them. But my first instinct when she said tomato was tomato. Say it, tomato. (laughs) And I don't know why that um, struck me as, as singular. So now I just ignore it. I figure that at some point uh, she will just start saying things like we say them, but I don't know. I don't think that she's picked up a real accent. I think that mostly it's words that she learned from watching the show or it's like, it's, it's always within a context that she understands what's happening. For example, the other day she said that car looks old. And I said, excuse me, because I didn't hear her right. She said, that car looks old, antique, okay? It looks like an antique. And I said, where did you learn the word antique? And she was explaining to me that she had been watching the show and she had picked up this vocabulary. But what exactly is going on when a child picks up ways of speaking from a television show? Whitley hit the nail on the head. It's not a real accent, but rather a way of a child mimicking characters, usually ones that they like. According to Liliana Diaz-Vasquez, a bilingual speech-language pathologist based in Chicago, this is very different from a true accent. Interactions uh, play an important role in the development of a true accent. Um, So mimicking versus um, developing a true accent is completely different. Mimicking is kind of just repeating what, what the child is hearing from the TV show, as opposed to having an actual accent. <laughs> um, a true accent is defined as a variation in the execution or the production of speech, which may also include variations or differences such as pros- in prosody, such as those um, patterns of stress or intonation that we hear in our voices, um, rate or fluency. And then these differences or features of speech may then be perceived as different when compared to a region's native language or their dialectal form of language. Now, if we're discussing accent development in children, there's much more to developing an accent than just, let's say, living in a certain region or even just watching um, a TV show. Certainly, the region where you live will determine the accent that the child will develop, particularly if the parents speak with that accent from that particular region. However, we know that children as early as utero can make distinctions or respond differently between distinct languages, um, different speech sounds, or even a person's voice or prosody. 
And then from birth, children gradually build their language system from the consistent input that they receive from their caregiver or environment. So that being said, children also learn the sound properties and uh, of that specific language, dialect, um, dialect, or even features such as stress, pitch, or intonational patterns from that language. Typically, by the age of two or three, children have established their language-specific accent. A lot goes into determining how a child speaks, including their parents, social groups like classmates, and where they live. Roberto Reagudo, director of the language program in the Department of Spanish and Portuguese at Dartmouth College, agrees that a television show doesn't provide a child with enough exposure to truly create a distinct or lasting accent. The difference is similar, I think, to the difference between uh, language acquisition and when an infant or when a toddler is learning a language, they need the interaction with people who speak the language and they need being addressed to and they, they need more interaction and TV is just too passive and medium to develop that sort of language uh, competence in a child. And I think the same happens with, with accents. But I think for a kid to actually get a full-on British accent, they would have to be either raised by British parents or be living in a context where British accent is dominant, say at school or daycare or or something like that. But that said, it makes little sense for kids to pick up and mimic certain words or certain sounds. Uh, The same way that grown-ups do, actually, right? We pick up phrases from TV shows or we, you know, in a sort of silly way, pronounce things the way that somebody does on TV. All of this considered, children are prone to mimicking characters that they like. For instance, you might notice that when your child sees villains in a TV show, who often are given accents, they don't start talking like those characters necessarily. Children are more likely to mimic characters they identify with. And in Whitley's daughter's case, those include characters who are younger siblings. She has definitely picked up quite a few things from the characters that she identifies with. So especially if the character is a younger sibling, because she's a younger sibling, she identifies with that character more. Agudo points out that certain accents can hold different stereotypes in the United States, which may contribute to whether or not children mimic them, whether that's done consciously or subconsciously. I come at it from something that is closer to my own interest, which is how certain accents are perceived. Uh, and valued in uh, for a number of reasons. And I think the fact that the, the characters in the show have a British accent and that British accents for a number of reasons have um, a perceived prestige in the United States, I think that's what's driving in part this phenomenon. I think it wouldn't be the same if the characters had um, spoken a different variety of, uh, of English or and I think that's what, in part, what's driving the, the phenomenon is the fascination with, uh, with these actions that's perceived as cute or uh, prestigious. But here's another question. Do young children always realize that the two forms of English are different? Do toddlers truly understand the difference between words like tomato and tomato or zebra and zebra? Research shows that kids can identify differences in languages or accents at surprisingly young ages. And if a child has already heard the word in American English, they should be able to detect the difference in how it's pronounced in another accent, says Vasquez. 
Based on a growing amount of research, children um, as early as zero begin to decipher the differences in a person's voice and speech prosody, such as intonation and stress patterns. And then these detections are then stored in their memory. Um, and researchers are able to gather this information through the different behaviors that they observe in babies, such as changes in heart rates. And then, for example, like in a study by, um, I think you say, you pronounce it Kizelski and colleagues in 2009, they had um, 33 to 41 week old uh, fetuses listen to their mother's voice in English and found that when exposed to Mandarin, the fetuses responded differently or even demonstrated uh, changes in their heart rate. So then what researchers have suggested is that children have the ability to differentiate languages as early as infancy. This is why I do not believe that the toddlers or these toddlers who are watching um, TV shows with um, other accents are processing, let's say, for example, British English and American English as one because children begin life with the mechanisms for finding these patterns in their language um, where they're receiving the most input. And in addition, children also develop strategies for language learning based on the speech sounds and rhythmic patterns and other language-specific features that they hear. Um, and research has also found that even infants can detect mispronunciations of words that they have already like encoded in their memory. So kind of keeping that all of that information in mind, let's say a child that is two years old, which is um, the age of most children that are watching these um, kind of children's shows with um, like different accents. Let's say that he or she already has an understanding of standard American English and the child has already gained a, ver a variety of vocabulary in English, which is encoded in his or her language memory then the child should be able to detect or hear the differences in whichever words that he or she is hearing and is familiar with. So um, I don't believe that, you know, they're processing it as, as one. You might be wondering if there's any harm in your child mimicking the accent of a cartoon character. Since mimicry like this will most likely be a phase, there probably isn't anything to worry about, says Vasquez. No, I don't believe that there's any harm from mimicking the, the way certain words are spoken. And, and once again, too, to in order to develop a true accent, the child definitely needs to be exposed to consistent interactions with their caregivers or people in that community with that similar accent. And if these interactions are not consistent, then once the child, for, for example, let's say enters school and then his or her teacher and peers are speaking, let's say, American Standard English, then the other accent will most likely disappear. But what if your child isn't a native English speaker? If a child is an English language learner, it's natural to wonder if hearing the language in various accents might be a little confusing or affect the language development process for them. Vasquez says that listening to shows with different English accents may be difficult for these kids, who may not have a large enough vocabulary yet in English to identify some of the words. A different scenario from kids who are deciphering accents in their own native language. However, that doesn't mean it'll hinder their learning process. I want to quote a, a study by um, Potter and Saffron in 2018 from the Department of Psychology at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. 
their study analyzed the speech comprehension of infants when exposed to an unfamiliar accent, and they utilized uh, 15 and 18 month olds in their study who were American English learning infants and exposed them to brief reading passages and tested their ability to distinguish between um, real uh, and real, real familiar words and nonsense words which were produced in either their native accent or an unfamiliar British accent. And they found that with multiple exposures, these infants learn to overcome the differences between a new accent and their native accent. They also um, gave an example of how Canadian English learning infants were tested on their comprehension of an unfamiliar Australian accent. And these children were read a familiar story in an unfamiliar Australian accent. And based on the infant's prior knowledge from the story, they were able to recognize some of the Australian accented words. However, it's somewhat a different scenario in this case because the children in those studies all understood English despite the variations. And But I'm thinking with the research given, it kind of leads me to believe that if a Spanish-speaking child is listening to the sh- like a, a show with, um, with another accent, um, that he or she might experience some difficulty maybe understanding, let's say, uh, British-accented words because he or she is still learning the English language and might not have a large enough vocabulary in English to identify some of the words. Um, but maybe, however, given multiple repetitions and some, you know, semantic knowledge of the words being spoken about from like the show and like the visuals from the show, maybe perhaps after some time, the child will be able to learn some of the words, but I don't believe that it will hinder the child's like, let's say learning experience because, um, children's brains are so flexible and they can easily learn different languages at an early age. Um, I also don't believe that it might hinder their, let's say, American English pronunciation because now I feel like the situation gets a little more complicated because now we're, we're even looking at, you know, possible cross-linguistic influence um, of the child's already existing Spanish language and the impact it will play on their English pronunciation of words. So it's it's definitely more complex, and I think um, it's definitely it would make a really good, um, interesting research topic. To recap from today's episode, some parents say that their children have started speaking like the characters on TV shows who have accents, but mimicking and developing a true accent are two very different things. Mimicking is something children might do when they see a character they like or relate to, whereas a true accent is a variation in the creation or production of speech, including patterns of stress and intonation. For a true accent to develop, children typically need much more exposure and interaction with speakers of that dialect than they would get from a passive medium like a TV show. Research shows that children can distinguish between languages and accents at surprisingly young ages, and if a child has already heard a word pronounced in an American accent, they'll likely be able to tell the difference in how it's pronounced in a different accent. There's no harm in your child mimicking a cartoon character, and it'll most likely be a phase. And while watching TV shows with characters who speak in different English accents may be a little difficult for non-native English speakers, let's say a child who speaks Spanish and is just learning English, it won't hinder their language development. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode of In Plain Language, presented by Malty the Blue Tiger Duo Language Children's Books. We want to answer the questions you have about speech and language. Email us with your questions at inplainlanguage at multithebluetiger.com and we'll answer them for you. And don't forget to pick up your copy of the book, available in English and Spanish or English and French on Amazon today. The Multi the Blue Tiger community is all about celebrating the words that bring us together and the things that make us each one of a kind. And I'm so happy that you're here to join. I'll see you on the next episode.